1: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Hey everyone, this is Eyes Up Here. I am the queen of the extreme Francine, and I am so happy to be here on iHeartRadio. I am joined by my co-host, Chad. Chad, do you feel the excitement in the air?
1: The the excitement is so thick, you could cut it (laughs) with a knife.
2: We have been waiting for this launch for, it seems like forever. I know it's only been a month or two, but I, I have been just waiting to be part of the iHeart family. And now I am here along with you and I couldn't be happier. I am thrilled.
1: This is great. This is, uh, this is awesome. I agree. It's uh, been, it feels like a long time coming, but it's just been great. The anticipation and the excitement and now it's here. And uh, I think we're all ready to uh, party, party with iHeart Radio, iHeart Media. We're all ready to roll.
2: Yes, uh we're ecstatic to be here. Um we've been doing this now for 4 years and I feel like we've hit the big time. You know, <laughs> it took, we're at, it took we're at long our, enough. <laughs> it's great. Uh we're we're really happy to be here. I want to thank those who have come along with us for this journey. Uh to our new subscribers, welcome. I'm going to give you a little backstory on myself. For those of you who might not know who I am and just stumbled upon this show out of nowhere, um, again, my name is Francine. I have been involved in the wrestling business for 30 years now. Um, I know it's hard to believe, uh, but it's true. (laughs) Um, I am an ECW original. I have also worked for the WWE. I have also worked for TNA Wrestling, uh, among other places. And we still get out there and do conventions and the occasional show. Um, And uh, podcasting has taken over my life. So I am more than happy to be here and to share not only my wrestling knowledge with you, because this is primarily a wrestling podcast But we like to call it a lifestyle podcast because we literally talk about everything. Um, My love for Disney, my family, uh, what I ate for dinner last night, uh, you know, our health problems, like anything under the sun you can think of we discuss on here. Nothing is off limits. Sometimes you might be grossed out. Sometimes you might be intrigued. It it just depends on the day. Um, But I am, again, happy to be here and I thank everybody who tuned in today, and hopefully you will keep tuning in and tell your friends about us. Um, so Chad, why don't you give us a little bit of background about yourself and then we can start the show.
1: It's nice that you condensed the 30 year wrestling career into like a uh, minute and 35 seconds, that's know, pretty good So, I'll take up the next 10 if you want.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, if people wanna look me up, you know, Google is your friend, uh, but uh, I'm not gonna sit here and put myself over for a whole hour, that's, that's just rude.
1: Well, allow me to be even more rude. I'll take over well, that. In the uh, audience, that No, I've been podcasting for about eight years. I've been in broadcasting for about 20. I've worked for WWE. I've worked for the Howard Stern Show. I've worked for the Philadelphia Phillies and NBC News. But on the wrestling side, again, and in podcasting, I've interviewed a who's who of professional wrestling and been around the wrestling world myself for for a number of years so uh to be paired with you like we have for the last four has been the highlight for me and we've done so much and we've had a lot of good laughs a lot of good times and now being here on iheartmedia is uh to me uh the highlight and uh as you go along this journey with us a lot of the stories come out about my experience in addition to Francine's lengthy and awesome 30-year career in wrestling. So, I can compliment some stories in such a little tiny way, but the, my stories will pop out as we go along as well.
2: Yeah, and I you know, I I just want to emphasize like uh, you know, you can't always believe what you hear or read on the internet. So, my goal in having this podcast is for my f- fans to get to know me on a personal level and get to know the real Francine, not just the character that you've seen on TV for years. Cause I'm telling you, she was a real bitch. Nobody liked her. Um, she was called every name in the book. And while it was fun to play that character, that is not me. And so I, I want to give you guys an insight on my life, uh, bring you into, you know, my, my home life, what's going on with my kids, my husband, my family, stuff like that. Um, as well as the wrestling aspect. So yes, we will talk about tons of wrestling on this show. I will have special guests like today. Uh, we have an awesome guest coming up in just a couple minutes, um, but I get a lot of my ECW family on here. We also get uh, people from the entertainment world. We've had actors, we've had musicians, uh, we've had comedians. And I'm going to continue that trend and try to get you the best interviews possible. So really, really looking forward to uh, being with the iHeart family. And uh, we have a lot more to come. And uh, really excited about that. Um wanted to just start off with um, a plug, if we can because we have a big show coming up. And um, Chad, you're a part of this as well. Um, I will be in Virginia Beach on November 11th. Yes. I got the date right. I never get dates right. Awesome. Um, So we're going to be in Virginia Beach on November 11th. We're going to be doing a signing from 11 to 1 p.m. So if anybody is in the area, come on down and say hi. Hi. And uh, I am looking forward to meeting everyone down there. It's going to be a blast. Again, Chad's going to be with me, and uh, we're going to be, you know, promoting this podcast and promoting iHeart. Um, now that I'm part of the family, I will just uh, promote iHeart as much as I can. So um, hopefully, I'll see everybody down there, and we'll put up a graphic at the end of uh, at the end of this podcast to let you know the address and everything. But I'm really excited about getting back on the road. Been working on a lot of dates for 2024. Uh, the big one coming up is WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we're going to be in Philadelphia for that, and I'm hearing that it's going to be a big ECW reunion of sorts. Hmm. My sources tell me a lot of the guys will be booked, and we're going to be doing a lot of fun things together. So, that is the beginning of April. And I cannot wait for that. But we are working on other projects that I hope to be able to discuss soon. Um, There's a lot on the horizon, you know, and, and it's a pretty exciting time. And I'll be honest with you, at 51 years old, I am flabbergasted that I am getting all these opportunities to still, you know, get out there and do things and that people are still interested in, you know, myself and ECW as a a whole. Um, So it's very humbling. And I I just want to thank everybody for, you know, sticking with me for this journey for 30, going on 31 years now. It's amazing. I can't believe it. I sit back and I think to myself, how the heck did I end up here? (laughs) You know, because it really, I never thought that it would lead to something like this. You know, you get your first action figure made and you're you're in video games in the year 2023 at 51. Like, wow, you know? And I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I, I'm amazed at myself. I can't believe this is happening. Like, you know, it's, it's just, it's surreal and it's cool. And I'm very appreciative. And I can't wait to see what next year brings. Cause there's always something new that comes in some new opportunity on the horizon. So it's who, great.
1: Who would have ever thought how much the business evolved from 1994 to now, right? Who would have ever thought action figures would have taken off the way they have? Cause back in 1994, it was only one line of action figures or two line of action figures. Now there's 30 different people making them and everybody and their mother has them. And you guys now have the ability to see different variations of yourself an action figure form. And it's cool to see have different different attires, different sculpts, different molds, and and things that you never could have imagined now come to life.
2: Right. And and I'll remember, my, you know, when we were in ECW, my heart was broken because I was supposed to get an action figure back in the 90s. And then they told me, well, the girl figures don't sell. So we're just going to go with the guys. And I was just like, oh, how dare you? So I never thought I'd get my own action figure, but now, you know, I have one and there's other opportunities on the table for more stuff. And it's just, it's a, it's a fun time, you know, and I'm just so blessed that I can be involved in stuff like this. So I'm really happy. And um, you know, with the projects that I'm working on now for next year, like unbelievable stuff is, is happening. And it's just, it's, it's so fun and I'm so happy to be a part of the wrestling business still. Because some people just tend to fizzle out and you never see them again. You know, I try not to be so in your face, but I, I want you to say, hey, how's it going? You're still around. Glad to see you. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So uh, it's it's fun to be involved.
1: It's fun, fun to be involved, and anytime they get to meet you, it is very fun. Unlike uh, some other superstars out there, that it might not always be the greatest well, experience, you know, like we've I, talked about in the last few weeks on uh, on eyes up here.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> everybody has their own demeanor. I'll leave it like that. Like I, I try to be happy, and you know. Um, so we're going to email our guest now and get him because he's impatient. On, it's on the way. Okay, he just texted me and was like waiting for email. Um, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Well, let me give him an intro. I know him as Bubba. I will never call him Bully Ray. I am so sorry. I cannot call him Bully Ray. It is Bubba Ray Dudley to me now and forever. I can never call you bully ray ever.
3: Franny, you call me whatever you want to call me.
2: I, don't call me late for dinner, kid. You That's know? A,
3: I haven't I'm, missed a meal in a long time.
2: <laughs> I think you look spelt. Can uh, I use that word? Eh. Okay, Spelter. Spelter. Spelter, then you shelter. <laughs> how are you my friend i am great
3: You're um great. since the last time i saw you a couple of weeks ago
2: since you saw me then that was the first time in a while and i was very very no, happy it wasn't. yes it was no
3: not at the last autograph session
2: i saw you at the arena that was the last time
3: no where i just saw you at a signing when devon took a picture with your big butt
2: that i said before <laughs> that i hadn't seen you in a while
3: oh then i was at the arena it was my peach butt.
2: My butt looked so good in that picture. I'm telling you. It's the Not
3: squat. too shabby.
2: Not too Not shabby, shabby
3: for 62.
2: It's I'll dare you. <laughs> 51, babe. 51.
3: You look amazing.
2: I don't, I don't lie. No oh, who cares. Like I don't care. Um <laughs> so you know i want to talk to you and i'm not going to be like who who trained you please don't
3: because i won't answer (laughs) a
2: million times we've been over this the first thing i want to discuss is because i i don't really know what happened you just had a pay-per-view you job to a girl good job by the way great Uh, thanks (laughs) what triggered the name change back to tna from impact for those of you don't know uh bubba works for impact Um, they're on the up and up. I see in bigger buildings. I love it. Um, but I saw a very passionate promo from Scott Demore, where he dropped like five F-bombs. I was like, what what is is this really necessary? I guess it was an
3: F-bomb. He has to donate $500 to charity. Is that, is that why he does it? Well, I don't know why he does it, but that's what he does. He will donate every F-bomb $500 to charity. I love that. Oh, that's Nice. Very so nice. why the name changed? Yeah, well, what, why back to TNA? I think Impact Wrestling discovered that as they were negotiating throughout the world to get impact on, you know, into certain markets that the TNA name, those three letters still had value. People like to chant TNA. Right. Listen, the original chant was ECW. But right after that, it was TNA. And there are fans out there that still call it TNA. Yeah. So I believe that they are embracing their history and that they're going to bring this name back. Because in certain parts of the world, like England and India, TNA was more watched than the WWE. So I think they want to see if they can take advantage of uh of all of the good press that they got in the in the past from the name and move it forward. All the fans that I have spoke to so far. All of the boys that I have spoke to so far love the fact that they've gone back to TNA. Mm-hmm. So I believe it'll be called TNA TNA Impact.
2: Oh okay, so it's kind of like a merge.
3: I the think the, the the company will be called TNA, but the the name of the TV
2: show will be called Impact. Oh, I like that. That makes sense. Huh. I like that. See, I I worked the first pay per view for them, where you had okay. to pay you had to pay ten dollars to right. see the product. That was back in the Nashville uh, fairground days. Yep. Um, but uh, it's it's been a while, and I saw the picture from the pay per view this week, and we were. We were kind of comparing AEW's crowds to the impact crowds because my point was they're showing all these pictures of AEW with all the empty seats, right? And I'm like, why isn't Tony Khan getting smaller arenas and making it look better for TV? And then we pulled up a picture from the pay-per-view and it looked fantastic. It looked fantastic on TV. And, you know, there were people there, but it wasn't like the empty seats and, and all this. And I said, they're doing it the right way. You know, even though you've got, you, you basically been around for what, 20 something years now, you're still doing that slow build and it's working. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it, everything looks great. Everybody I talked to says they love the locker room and they love working there. Um, I got to hang out with the girls one night um, after uh, one of the conventions. They were the sweetest things ever. And I said, well, if I was 20 years younger, I would love to be on the road with them. It just seems like such a fun, like it reminded me of ECW, uh, like a fun locker room where like not everybody's trying to stab you in the back.
3: Um, this is probably in my top 2 favorite locker rooms of all time top 2 so wow. one being ecw would be number 1 obviously cuz listen ecw will always be special period end of story i don't care who thinks differently than me it is what it is we we changed wrestling history forever blah 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 if you don't like it go yourself um okay number one. Uh, That's just the truth. It is what it is. This locker room is so... uh, It's just nice. Everybody gets along. Mm. There is a healthy competitiveness to go out there and have the best match of the night. In ECW, I do believe there was a healthy competitiveness, but we still had veterans there who might have had an agenda or two and i'm talking about a small amount of veterans there small amount i don't see any agendas here the 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 creative team and the talent work so well together ideas are listened to they're not just Shluffed off. It's, it's, it's a good bunch of guys and gals. TNA is smart enough to run smaller buildings. I, I and I, I don't even know if I can call them that smart because they haven't had a choice. Hmm. They've had to run smaller buildings because they have not been doing as well in the past year. TNA truly has turned around. And I think it's because they brought in some names to work with their homegrown talent or the younger talent there or the established talent there because every locker room needs a good mixture of veterans, homegrown women who can wrestle the whole nine yards. And I think that's what you're getting from TNA right now, as far as AEW and the, and the small houses, First of all, people who take pictures of any wrestling company's arena to show that there's nobody there are pieces of mm-hmm. and don't belong as a part of the wrestling community because they're not doing the wrestling community any good. Every major wrestling company in the history of wrestling companies has their ups and their downs. You have your sellouts, and you have your nights where next to nobody shows up. This will, this, this, um, this industry will always be a giant roller coaster. Sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're not. Can't all be like you, Francine, and be hot all
2: the time? Well, babe, I never said I was, but I agree with you 100 on that. I, you know, we we just got sent pictures, and we brought it up, and that's exactly what I said. But everybody, you know. We want them to fail. This is the demise of this company. And I was like, why would you want something to fail? You want all these people to be out of jobs? Like, how hateful are you? It doesn't make sense to me. These,
3: the people who want to see any one particular wrestling company fail are failures in their own life. Look at him. And misery loves company. Yeah. So they need to be able to sit there and hide behind a profile picture of Spongebob Squarepants <laughs> with 13 <laughs> followers and talk crap and post pictures and uh, do whatever they do. Right. Because when they look in the mirror, they're miserable and probably want to run full speed into a brick wall. Not that half <laughs> these people could run anyway because they lack athletic ability, period. They facts, Good my He's So facts. You know, AEW is the same as other, any, any other company, they're going to have their peaks. They're going to have their valleys. Now, if they're seeing that the valleys are continuing and they're booking themselves in 12 to 15,000 seat arenas, and they're only getting a couple of thousand people. Yes. Then they might want to think about scaling back to smaller venues or cut the venues down even tighter. Listen, you can be in Madison Square Garden, but you could cut that arena down to an eighth of its size if you wanted to and just put 2,500 people in there. Sure. And it'll look packed. Or you cannot pay Madison Square Garden's rent, (laughs) you know, and and go someplace or go to the Mid-Huffington Civic Center in Poughkeepsie. Love that building. And there's nothing wrong with it, but – if, you're, if your ego can't handle the shit that's going to be said on social media about the scaling back, then you're going to have an issue. It's not This business is not great all the time, and it doesn't suck all the time. You just have to learn how
2: to ride it. I want to ask you a question about you, because this is a question that I get from so many people. And when I give my honest answer, I get something different back. And I don't know where it comes from because the Bubba I know, and and I'm going to put you over, we've been friends for a very long time, right? And I see you as not only like knowledgeable in the business, right? But I see you as having a good heart. And we've had so much fun together when we hang out, and you're funny and you know, you're talkative, and we could talk about anything under the sun. And when I tell that to certain people, you're talking about Bubba, you're talking about Bully Ray. Why do I get such an attitude from people when I mention your name? Because people don't
3: know. Who the real me is. That's first and foremost. I'm an old school wrestler. If I'm a heel, when you meet me in person in real life, you're getting the person that you see on TV. Because the last thing I ever wanted is people to go, Oh my God, I met Bubba Ray Dudley or Bully Ray. He's so nice. Well, that just killed all the credibility of what I've done on TV. But what about promoters? Uh, What about them? You you find me a promoter that I have worked with Mm -hmm. that has something bad to say about me. Okay. So they have to work with you. (laughs) Uh, Here's the thing, Francine. I am so straight up with the way I do business. Right. I don't deviate. Here's the price. Here's what I'm going to do. If you try to get over on me, I am going to verbally eviscerate you. And I 100% agree with you on that. That's it. So these promoters see that they they can't, if a promoter tries to get over on me and I tell them no, or they conveniently forget to tell me something like, um, oh, didn't I tell you about this extra stack of 300 pictures <laughs> I need to sign? No, you didn't. Just thus happened I, to me. Thus I'm not signing them. That just happened to me. Same thing, 300 trading cards. I work with <laughs> uh, I work with plenty of promoters who know as long as they're straight up with me, I'm straight up with them. And I don't like to go do a million and one things. I keep myself uh, what I do and what me and Devon do, I keep it exclusive Mm -hmm. so that when you do see us it's special i'm not going to do every tom dick and harry's you know autograph session or or indie show or, or anything like that so if any of the promoters that ever come up to you that might have some derogatory things to say about me put them on your podcast with me
2: and I'd okay, be more than happy to, to put them that. in their place. I might have to do that so we can get a return visit out of you. Yeah, a lot of
3: people in the wrestling business cannot handle straight up good business because a lot of promoters try to get over on the boys. Mm-hmm. And you know
2: this, I do. I'm sure do. promoters have tried to get over on you. They just did with the trading. They put there was a stack of cards, and I sat down. And uh, the guy was like, and and the funny part was half the cards were Shane and I. So it was the split signature thing. So Shane had already signed them. And I said, what is this? And the guy goes, oh, just sign them. I said, am I getting paid? And the guy goes, well, no, you're the the guy that brought you in is getting the money. I said, for my signature, (laughs) this wasn't part of the deal. So if I didn't sign those cards, they couldn't be sold. Because Shane's autograph was on it, but mine wasn't. I held out until he paid me. As you should. Right. You're
3: in the Francine business. And Francine deserves to make money on her pictures, her autographs, whatever it is you want to sell. Now, if somebody comes up to me, if a promoter comes up to me and says, hey, Bubba, I want you to sign for two hours. And then I have like an extra 10 mail orders that I'd like you to sign. I'll ask him what the mail orders are. Mm -hmm. Or if they want me to sign a couple extra things. And nine out of 10 times, the answer is yes. Because he told you. You tell me up front, we have no problems. It's not like, oh, by the way. No, oh, by the way, go f*** yourself.
0: (laughs) You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandy's can give you that comforting pause. (sighs)
4: the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
2: i know well it's funny and, and I'm, I'm switching gears a little bit i tried to find and we didn't find it did we try no, i couldn't find it, I, okay. I, couldn't find you, it. You, I, I tried to find this video of us because my next question was and, and, and I know what you're going to say because you just did it on the pay-per-view. when we did a house show, and this is back in maybe 90, I don't know, 96, 97, something around there, I beat up all of the Dudleys. And I don't remember where we were, but I remember um, I did something to Big Dick. I did something to uh, Devon. And then you let me give you a diamond cutter. And laid you guys all out. And then I ended up carrying Spike to the back. Right? Okay. And I remember after we were done, I went to each of them and I apologized because I was always scared that the boys were going to resent me for an idea that Paul had. Did you ever get mad, like, by having to put, like, a girl over or having somebody less stature like, I know it's the business, but some of the guys had a chip on their shoulder about it. You know, she's a girl. Why should she beat, you know, why should she beat me up or pin me in the ring? Or...
3: Well, I, I've never had a problem with what you did to us that night because I don't even remember that happening.
2: That's why I wanted to show the video of it. <laughs> I don't it remember. Just it was a house show. It was, it was like a quick little thing. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, Paul, I, I don't know if uh, Shane was injured and I didn't have anything to do. And he said, oh, let's just go pop the crowd and you go beat up all the Dudleys. And I was like, what? And I was so afraid I was going to get heat for it. But I didn't. Nobody. It, gave me
3: this is This is an art form and this art can be whatever we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Rules still apply to this art form. But if you do something the right way, you can get away with it. What is your nickname? What was your nickname to this day?
2: The Queen of Extreme.
3: The Queen of Extreme. Yeah, so nice. if you're supposed to be this tough bitch who has been was was the first girl that I know that ever got super bombed through a table. If you're supposed to be this tough and this much of a badass with cans out to here, then it's up I, eyes it's up set. here. Eyes up here. That's right. And as my good friend Tony Storm says, chin up, kids out. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Big mark for Tony Storm. She's great. So so then, uh, yeah, if, if you're this tough of a girl, then yeah. On, on a given night, you might be able to get in a couple of shots on the boys. Are we doing it every night? Absolutely not. Now, at the pay-per-view, the battle royal, uh, the, the, the gauntlet um, battle royal, it came down to myself and Jordan Grace. Fully okay. right. Six foot three, three hundred pounds. Jordan Grace is five two, <laughs> a bucko two, soaking wet with a brick in a pocket. Okay, but she's a power former power lifter. She's a former bodybuilder, and on that moment, on that given night, the sun shined on her, mm-hmm. and she had her personal best lift. When you com- com- competitive. Uh, powerlifters, competitive weightlifters. They have what's called a PR, a personal record, or a PB, a personal best. That means you could lift that weight one time in that one moment. You may never be able to do it again, but in that one moment in time, you were able to get that personal best. That's what Jordan Grace had. She had Mm -hmm. her personal best record and was able to hit me with that move. And that's why it makes sense. Right. But if you have girls just going out there, just beating out of all these men, it's not that believable unless your name was China. Can I see Charlotte Flair wrestling a guy and stretching them? Absolutely. Can I see Rhea Ripley fighting a guy and beating the shit out of them? Absolutely. But it can't be every single night. There's ways to do it. And when done right, with the right psychology, I believe it's acceptable. But there's a lot of girls wrestling guys right now who are just doing stuff that, like, uh, a, a, a tiny little girl can't give a bigger guy nine Canadian destroyers in a row. It just <laughs> it doesn't make sense.
2: Yeah, nine's too many. Just eight. Yeah, yeah I yeah. know. You said something that triggered me at the, at the signing. You had asked me about the the super bomb through the table, and how I land it, and if I have pain from it. And I, you know, I I told you, I said, every time I see Gary Wolf, he always tells me how much Anthony protected me. And I never felt the same way. I never, I never felt like I was protected on that bump. And when you said that, it made me feel like I was justified in my thoughts. Because, you know, I said to myself, is it me? Is there something going on? But when you told me that, I was like, damn. I'm glad somebody else realized that there was something off on that. Because like I said, to this day, I still have problems with my tailbone and my lower back and the arthritis and this, that, and the other thing. But I always felt guilty for feeling that way because, and I love Gary. I never had heat with Gary, Anthony. That's another story. God Uh, rest his soul. I mean, Um,
3: first of all, I like Anthony and Gary coming, coming up, work with the pit bulls, you know, good dudes. But nobody has mastered the art of putting somebody through a table like I have. And that's not me blowing smoke up my own ass. It's just a fact. I have had more women in my hands. (laughs) Seriously. I have had more women in my hands that I have super bombed through tables Mm -hmm. than anybody else. And nobody else, Francine, has even tried it. Yeah, you might get a guy who gives a girl a standing power bomb, but you'll never see somebody sit on the top rope and do the sit-out one that I do. Mm-hmm. And I'll never throw a woman the way you got thrown because it's almost impossible because of trajectory to land a woman, or a man for that matter, flat. It is a little easier with a dude because a heavier dude will go south before they head out. Okay. I can get a heavier dude to go straight down. A lighter woman, the minute I come off, her body will want to float out. And your body floated, and that's why you landed on your tailbone. I believe that Anthony, Gary and Anthony had all the best intentions for you. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe they didn't. I, but I don't know that. Mm-hmm. All I know is I've seen you after years and years of doing this, and seeing how you landed. I can tell you, I'm not surprised if your hips were broken or out of whack for your entire life because you landed on your tailbone and your hips, and just one of those bumps can bang you up for the
2: rest of your life. Yeah. Well. I broke my pelvis right after that. (laughs) So it kind of added to the lopsidedness that I was already uh, having as I was walking. But it just triggered me when you said that. I was just like, wow, somebody else noticed. And it's not in my head that it was off. Like, I always felt like it was off. And I get, I always get compliments on it. Like, wow, it was such a great bump. And I'm like, yeah, it hurt like hell. (laughs) You know what I mean? But um, I just, you know, when you said that, it just made me feel justified in my thoughts so
3: just. yep I, I would have never I would have never done you like that I would have held you in and and kept you close so I could control your body more
2: yeah Anthony um I liked Anthony just to clarify um but he he would always ask me on dates and I would always say no. And uh, that resulted into some stiff moments in the ring. And so I feel like it, it, and, and I love Gary to death, but I was always scared to have to work with Anthony. And then when we got into the program where Shane and Anthony worked together, I got stiffed a bunch of times and I never said anything back then because I, you know, I was just taught to just shut your mouth. And if you have to cry, go to the bathroom go cry in a corner do something don't let them see you and that's, that's what I, sure. I always did yeah and that's what I always did but uh you know I hate to talk about him because he's not here uh but we had Todd Gordon on <laughs> Todd Gordon goes oh should I talk about the time that Anthony thought you should give him a BJ because you know you were his manager and he felt like he deserved one and I'm like no we don't have to <laughs> not to really go into details but yeah that well that you know that's a lot of the 90s. I mean, I, I feel like the women are, or have more respect maybe nowadays, but like back then I was just trying to prove myself and like, yeah, I want to work and I want to be seen as one of the boys. I don't want to be seen as some girl who came in as somebody's girlfriend off the street, you know? So when the guys would say stuff and many did, I would kind of just brush it off and some got the hint and some didn't, and you just rolled the punches. And that's what I did. All right. Yeah. Well, you have to do that. But I never knew if it was deliberate or if he just if it was accidental because things had happened before that bump. And I always. I mean, wondered, I mean from what
3: I could tell, it was just it, just uh, the wrong angle,
2: yeah. and I
3: would have just held you instead of let you go.
2: Gotcha. I gotcha. Let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about busted open. You're you have a spinoff. Now you do the Fat and the Furious. I I think you're the Furious. <laughs> okay. Am I right on that one? You are um, correct. You've been with them for years now, right? Since
3: I've, I've been with Busted Open now for six years. Yes. Six
2: years. Okay. How did your spinoff, because now we have Busted Open After Dark. It's on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m., correct?
3: Yes. Right after oh. Dynamite.
2: Okay, great. How did that come to play? Did you well, what it? what Say again. Did you pitch it?
3: Uh, they asked me about it um they, they, they had asked me about it and i well, and i said yeah sure i i would be interested in doing my own thing um so like you just mentioned the fat and the furious like dave lagreca is the guy that created busted open he's the lead host it's his rock and roll band it's his baby um i'm the first one that got on board with dave uh just basically on a conversation that we had one day and i was looking at it from like a um like when you watch a show on ESPN, like with Shannon Sharp and, um, and, um, any like a Stephen A. Smith where you have the, the expert, you know, or hall of famer or the pro up and, and the fan. And that's what gives Busted Open that interesting dynamic. Then we brought Dreamer on board. Then we brought, uh, Mark Henry on board. Then, um, um, Mickey James came on board. So whenever I, whenever Dave is out and I host the show, I always like to give the show a little bit of a name or a little bit of flavor. So when it's me and Tommy, we call it the Fat and the Furious, you know <laughs> and then when it's me and Mark Henry, I call I named it the Hall of Fame and Pain. So you always know what you're getting as a listener. and busted open after dark is just me and whatever music I want to play and whatever I want to talk about with Dynamite. And I've been asked, like, how come you don't have any guests on your show? I said, I don't want guests. I want the fans to be my guests. The only feedback that I want is from the fan base who just watched the show on TV or just left the arena. I basically wanted to be like a tailgate party after a rock and roll show or a tailgate party after a wrestling event where everybody's in the parking lot and like, oh, my God, that was great. You remember this? Did you see this? And just it's 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 generated by how I felt about what I just watched, constructive criticism, and then I open it up to the callers and we talk about wrestling. And my persona on Busted Open After Dark is more of my just genuine, jovial persona. Like, I don't even call myself Bully Ray, I call myself Uncle Bully. You know, come hang out with Uncle Bully for the night. Lay on my couch. Tell me your problems. Oh, I tell all the hot chicks to call in. We'll put you on first.
2: Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask you. So the chicks go to the front of the line is the slogan that you use, right? Are you hooked up with the, uh, because you're doing it from your home, obviously. Are you hooked up with like a, a producer that handles your phone calls? How do you know who's calling? Oh yeah, it's it's, it's, full, blown it's, radio. Coffee,
3: it's full blown radio. Full blown radio, Francine. Serious XM. I don't
2: know what the hours are. It's state, state of the art. art.
3: It's state of the art. Okay. I have I have two producers with me. Okay. You know, live call-ins. I mean, I, I get call-ins from Canada, you know, from the West Coast, from from every everywhere. And what when I you know when I talk about the women calling in, I, I always like to put first-time callers on first. Mm-hmm. And I like to hear from our female uh, fan base. Sure. Because, you know, pro wrestling is really dominated by dudes. Right. You know, I always (laughs) like it when, when women call in to talk about wrestling or to give their opinion about wrestling or ask a question about it. So, and it's also a little, you know, I have fun with it, but it's chivalrous. You know, you open the door for a lady you know, you let them. You know, it's just gentlemanly to let the lady go first, and that's why. I
2: love, it. and
3: and it doesn't hurt if they're hot.
2: Well, how do you know they're hot? They're
3: I really don't
2: know. <laughs> yeah, they they can be hard I have no idea, <laughs> and have the sweetest voice, but you know, I don't know. It's all it in my head. head <laughs> you close your eyes, and everyone's hot, right? Turn out the lights. Same deal. <laughs> that's it. When you're in the when you're in the bar at two in the
3: morning, and the lights come on, you know what that's called. It's the moment of truth. Oh my God. Um <laughs> That's when you're line... like,
2: oh, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, one... <laughs> put the shades back on. Um, one one of these nights, um, can I pick your, your band?
3: Uh, your group? Who's can your group? favorite band of all time?
2: Can you do Duran Duran?
3: <laughs> you know, oh my,
2: you know, yes, I will. You will.
3: You oh. know, as a kid growing up,
2: Were they
3: your favorite
2: too? No. No. Did you want to marry John Taylor like I did?
3: No. (laughs) Quite the opposite. Oh. But here's the thing. So, growing up as a kid in New York, I used to listen to Z100. Mm -hmm. And Duran Duran was on every other song. I mean, Duran Duran was the hottest band in the world. They still are. They still are to this day. There you go. So, I'd be like, oh, what is it? Duran Duran. Sucks, brother. Where's Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and Slayer and Metallica? <sighs> Meanwhile, um, where were all the hot chicks at Durant. the Duran concert?
2: Because they were all hot.
3: And, and it took Why me. It, it took me years. And the light bulb. It's kind of like when you figure out psychology in a wrestling match for the first time. The light bulb goes off, and you're like, uh, "Oh wow!" <laughs> and then that day came when I was like. Wow, Duran Duran is really yeah. good.
2: But and you don't like any of their music? You like I like,
3: like, I like a, a lot of their music. Okay. I even I uh, that what was that one last hit they had? Uh, for, uh ordinary world. Oh, beautiful song. What a great be- song! Beautiful song. Yeah.
2: I love New Moon on Monday. Yeah. That's like my favorite one from them. The chauffeur is a good one. I, I'm just in love with the band. I'm in love with John. I will be until I die. He was supposed to be my husband. I don't know what happened with that. Um, You know, um, but they are my favorite. And I I said to myself, I'm going to ask Bubba one of these days if he can do Duran Duran.
3: Maybe maybe I'll have you on one night and... And uh you can introduce Duran Duran as the band of the night. I
2: would love to. Okay. Just pick a night that I'm awake because sometimes I fall asleep early. You're
3: getting old, Franny. Um, I'm
2: I'm a little <laughs> bit on the older side. Um, I'll tell you what, I've only been to I think five concerts my whole life, maybe six. One of them was KISS, and I wasn't even a fan, but I became a fan after I went to the concert. But who took you, Shane? Yes, yeah, and he made me that bastard. So he made me carry a cooler, a big ass cooler because we had the box, the press box thing, you yeah. Know? And he said he, the they won't check if if a girl's carrying it. So he goes in, Damien Farron goes in, and here I am with this cooler. And we lined Coca-Cola cans on the top, but underneath was like a bottle of Jack.
3: No the way.
2: Stock. There was like all this liquor. And I'm saying, and they're walking away from me. And I'm saying, I'm going to get arrested. And I don't even know where. I think I was in Baltimore, Maryland. I don't even know how to get back. You know, what what is going on? And the guy goes, open your cooler. And I opened it. And I smiled. And he goes, go ahead. And my heart was like, blah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And I closed it. And I ran like hell. But it was heavy. But, you know, we got in there. But it was a great concert. I was so impressed because they all had big high heels on. Yes. And running up and down. And I said, Jesus, I'm a girl and I can't even do that. So that concert was great. But the best concert I ever went to? The Wiggles. <laughs> the Wiggles. The w- the w- yeah, I, I, I can't you. say that I've been to a Wiggles show. Let me tell you parked the car had my kids with me they were tiny saw two wiggles walking across the street we grabbed those kids and drug them down the street to get the wiggles and take the picture with them and they were the nicest and they rocked and i loved them and it's the only time i really marked out because my kids were so happy i was just gonna say you marked out for the wiggles totally (laughs) marked out oh my god I knew their names, we took their pictures, they touched my kids. And then at the thing, my daughter gave the bow to the girl and she wore the bow. And it was just as a parent that made my heart so happy. So that was my favorite concert that I've ever been to. But I haven't been to many because I have anxiety. I I always feel like if I'm in a crowd and I have to pee, I'm going to pee my pants because I can't get to a bathroom. Oh, okay. I have problems. All now right. you could just wear an adult diaper and you're good to go. But back in the well, day, I,
3: I see some of your posts that you put up there on the old Twitter machine. I have you problems. got you got things going. They got they're, they're sending cameras down your
2: throat. Oh, your honey, butt. I didn't even do that yet. I'm freaking out about that. And now a urologist wants to see me. So now I have urology, a GI, an OGBY. I, I got everything going on. Everything so and oh, prodding. Yeah. Just say a prayer for
3: me. I'm sure you'll be okay. You're hardcore. You're extreme. Weird
2: though.
3: It's You're extreme. You'll be fine.
2: Have you gotten the upper and lower gimmick yet? <laughs> have you gotten
3: the upper and lower gimmick? Upper
2: and lower. I feel
3: like you should have taken a drag off of a cigarette and then ended it with brother. <laughs> have you got the upper and lower yet? Have you, done? brother? Have actually, you? actually, I got the camera shoved up my butt because i had something happen to me about a year ago that scared scared me what like, uh, uh blood in your poop? blood like bad blood i thought no, i was going to no. bleed out and i got to the hospital was it a hemorrhoid no no it was it, i i never took pain pills in right. my whole life you know and that which is a miracle coming out of ecw mm-hmm. but what i did take for the pain all my career were uh, advil and aleve well, I guess just after 25 years of Advil and Aleve, it, it doesn't, it doesn't sit right with you and you get like these blood pockets that'll build up. Why, why why is your mouth dropped open right now? Are you okay?
2: Because my doctor just asked me, what do you take at night for pain? I said, I take one Aleve and he said, stop taking that. It's going to destroy your stomach.
3: It, it can. Yeah, it it, it definitely can. <sighs> I, I, honestly though franny i don't think one is going to do it not I mean, one for, i mean i was swallowing i was swallowing like four or five a night to to deal with the pain Ugh. so because i never wanted to get on percocets or you know any of that stuff so what happened to a lot of the guys but yeah after 25 years of taking it, it finally caught up me and i'm and i'm bleeding like crazy so they, they told me uh you know tomorrow you're going to go in for uh what's the thing when they shove it up the butt i think it's a lower colonoscopy isn't it okay colonoscopy yeah mm-hmm. so i'm in the 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 room of the, the exam room with five female nurses ah. now you want to feel vulnerable you're naked in a hospital gown butthole hanging. you're flipped over on your side and wow. you're trying to make chit chat <laughs> What are you talking about the weather i i i don't know are you no, putting I was yourself over and, to them uh, say again
2: are you putting yourself over to them telling them who
3: no, you are no no not at all no, hanging no, out no no no, no, no 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 okay <laughs> i didn't hit it with the old do you know how I, who i am when i was face down ass up um uh but this was funny so the lady who uh uses the uh you know the stuff to put you to sleep the thing the thing the thing anesthesia yeah an anesthesiologist so I look at the size of the needle she has that she's going to pump into me, my IV. And I'm wondering my, to myself, is is this going to be enough? So I said to her, I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. Do you really think you have enough in there for somebody my size? And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. This is." What... And I remember looking at the clock and it was two minutes to 12 noon. And I said to myself, I wonder if she's going to. And then I woke up in the recovery room. That's how quick it knocked me out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just scared because it's upper, lower, and then the scope. Because he goes, oh, we have to get a scope. See, I had five surgeries on my stomach. Five. Two were C-sections. Three were to repair my abdominal region. Right? I've had a surgery 2017, 2018, 2019 three consecutive years, they worked on the same part. And the third year, they put a mesh panel over my abs to hold them together. Now, I'm getting to the point where, where I, when I eat something, pain. I'm mm. in pain and I'm bloated. I always look like I'm pregnant. And you know as well as I do, if you go into the gym and you work out, you see results on every single body part except for the midsection. And my midsection looks like I'm three months pregnant. I'm sick of it. So I wanted to go to the doctor, see what's going on. Initially, he said, you have so much scar tissue built up that it's never going to go away. And he said in the bloating, we don't know. So we have to do, you know, we want to do the upper and lower. And then we want to do the scope and see what's going on. See if you have an ulcer, maybe that's triggering. What's, you know, happening down there. I don't know. But anytime I eat, it could be a cracker. Or it could be a seven course meal, fat as a house. And it's annoying because I'm trying to stay in shape and look good for 51, but you get this part of you that you can't control. And so it's, it's put me in a little bit of a depression because I'm not pregnant and I look pregnant. I saw you the other day. You look good. I'm thick. When
3: when oh, somebody calls you this, it, when somebody
2: calls you thick, you, you know. I don't agree with you. Well, I, don't I agree. look. I appreciate no. it, but the next time I'll let you. Could be me. worse.
3: You could look like Dreamer.
2: Oof. I'd be part of the fat, and the fat, fat furious team. <laughs> the what fatter and the furious? Oh my god! I'm terrible. Anyway, I'm going to get it checked out. I'm going to let you know how it goes. I do want to come on your show one night, and we'll bullshit okay. there. Um, tell the people where they can find you. I mean, we just kind of talked about it, but, uh, on the Twitter machine and everywhere else, I, I don't even know my handles. I think you're at bully Ray
3: Is it real? It's real bully 51 50. Okay. There on you the go. Twitter machine. And then on, uh, Instagram, it's bully Ray team 3d Academy or something like that. I don't even know. You can probably find me at your local McDonald's.
2: <laughs> I don't think we follow each other on Instagram.
3: You want me to follow you?
2: Yeah. That's what this shit
3: starts getting serious. Follow me
2: everywhere. Yes, we need <laughs> followers, babe. We need to follow each other. All right, um, one day we'll go get drunk. Yeah, we have to figure, well, definitely WrestleMania weekend. Yes. But that's far away. I did invite you to my, my Borgata event. I was busy doing a job. You were busy jobbing to a girl. That's okay, I understand. Listen, this was great. I want to have you back on Okay. in the future. We'll, Anytime. Anytime. We'll- We didn't. We hardly scratched the surface. I kept you fifteen minutes later. I'm so sorry.
3: Why don't we have you on Busted Open on a Wednesday? Because every Wednesday we do Women of Wednesday. I would. Women who have affected the wrestling business in a positive way. So Uh let's have you on. We'll talk about Duran, Duran, Atlantic City, and getting (laughs)
2: blitzed. I love it. I love it. I hope to see you soon. Um, We'll keep in touch. I love you. Love you. um, Love you. I thank you for coming on. You're welcome, everybody. This is Bubba Ray Dudley, my friend. Take care, babe. Bye. Take Bye. Care. All right, that was a good one. That was a fun Beautiful. one. I, I didn't awesome. expect the bleeding from the a hole at the end, but you know that's always once cool.
1: it got there, I knew it was going to another that's a little gem
2: that nobody else probably touched on in this business. So I'm that's like, oh, the God.
1: headline: uh, uh, face down, ass up, bully Ray <laughs> <laughs> with five women. <laughs> that's great.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like the Tony Storm thing tits out, shoot, watch for the shoe, but face down, ass up. It's great. It's, uh,
1: as, it, as somebody who could sit here and always listen to guys, guys and gals like self. Yeah. History fly on the wall. I love it. I could listen to you guys talk for hours. We
2: could have did that for hours because there's so much history between us. And for everybody who says he's not a nice guy, he really is a nice guy. Like I, I just don't, I don't know, maybe because I I've known him for so long um i just feel like he gets a bad rap but uh tremendous worker even better person um so so thrilled that he came on and i think for our first iheart episode that was a good one absolutely so uh happy to have had him um he broke the cherry
1: yeah that's right i'm gonna say it's a new york thing i i have to say i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and just say some people may not understand what it's like in the northeast the New York attitude some people are in your face I mean I had you know coaches like that growing up that they're in your face yeah and you might not like it they tell it like it is you I know like this. I, I was afraid if I said boo he was gonna say shut up and I was gonna say hey I didn't want to say a word <laughs>
2: oh, Your coach or Bubba
1: no Bubba I know oh, okay <laughs> but no yeah. I mean I think that's a lot of the um criticism is that they're afraid I think people are they don't get the uh um, New York attitude and he's got it and he's the man. I mean, what can you say?
2: Yeah, no, he's great. He's been a friend forever and um, great episode. Great first episode. So uh, please guys leave your feedback. Uh, Let us know what you thought and please subscribe. If you have not subscribed to this um, channel, you know, this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, you know, I I am, again, I keep saying this, but I am so happy to finally be recording for iHeart. And I just hope it, you know, we have many, many even better episodes in the future. I don't know how you can beat this one. This one was pretty good.
1: They're going to be coming uh, fat and furiously.
2: The fat, fat and fury. I'm the the second fat. (laughs) I don't like to call people fat, but I feel like I'm bloated all the time and it's sad. Um, But anyway. Don't Don't feel that way. I know. Anyway, um, uh, Chadster, where can people find you if they want to follow you on social media?
1: Sure. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Chad I A N B. So Chad E N B. On Twitter, on Instagram, it's at IB Exclusives, which I also have a website that is called IB Exclusives. And it's just very simple IBExclusives.com. And you can find me here on I Here.
2: Okay. Um, November 11th, Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'll be signing from uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Virginia Beach Fieldhouse. Um, there's going to be a plethora of sports stars there, believe I believe I'm, I'm might be the only female i don't know i'm the the only female in the picture that's for sure
1: you i Uh, believe you will be the only female
2: only female there you never know who's going to pop up at these things but uh like i said earlier i don't get to virginia beach often so please if you are in the area come down and say hi i'd love to see you and um virginia beach sports card comic book pokemon and collectibles expo
1: and, and I just- can I also add for sure. other for wrestling fans, uh Rick Flair's Starcade 83 robe will also be <laughs> in attendance oh. at show. So Me it's not just Flair's you, role. you have to share the wrestling spotlight. Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus.
2: You know what? It's Rick Flair, I'll share it with him. I'm gonna give a big woo if I see that robe too. You gotta
1: try it on. What are you talking about? Can I? You think the left I doubt? One? It. It's probably gonna be behind plexiglass.
2: Oh, do <laughs> it's for sale.
1: I doubt it. No, no. Problem. Oh, it's
2: just a, a show off piece. Okay. Anyway, uh, if you want to follow me on social media, I am at ECW Diva Francine on Instagram and on Twitter. And I also have a YouTube page, and you can find that at um, ECW Diva Francine as well with an exclamation point at the end. So go over there and subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast and iHeart. And until next time, make somebody smile today. Have a good one. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success.
1: From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger.